Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN, thanks for joining us. I hope you're having an easy commute home. On the phone is Michael D. Smith, Chief Executive Officer of AmeriCorps. Michael, thank you for joining us today. I understand there's a few things that we need to talk about, and I'm excited because I've had family members who have been a big part of AmeriCorps, and I love your program. Oh, wonderful, Lisa. This is going to be a great conversation. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and didn't you just celebrate a 30-year anniversary, although I feel like you've been around much longer than that. <laughs> yeah, AmeriCorps turned 30 in September, and we are going to be celebrating all year long. September was the anniversary of President Clinton signing legislation that created the agency and created AmeriCorps. And then September of next year will be the anniversary of our first class of about 20,000 members taking uh, the pledge to serve. But you might think we're older because we when the agency was created, we took in some programs that already existed, such as foster grandparents or VISTA that have been around for, for many, many years. Okay, that makes more sense to me now. Yes, because I think many people are familiar with the program, but for those who are listening that do not know anything about AmeriCorps, why don't you give them the elevator speech? Yeah, so AmeriCorps is the federal agency for volunteering and service. Uh, we work to strengthen communities, transform lives, uh, and foster civic engagement through people power, people that want to give back. Uh, that want to provide significant service uh, to their community. Since we're talking about 30 years ago, 30 years ago, there was this idea that we'll never have enough tax revenue to fund all of the people that you need to do all of the things that communities need. But we found that, you know what, Americans are really giving. They give with their time, their talent, their treasure. And we saw these great examples of Americans who are willing to, to do more with less. And so the agency is about investing in them. And today we have about 200,000 AmeriCorps members and AmeriCorps senior volunteers that are serving in nearly 40,000 locations across the country. Everything from education and the environment to climate and crime prevention. Uh, if there is a challenge in a community, people of goodwill doing something about it, AmeriCorps is, is usually in the mix. My nephew and godchild served two full terms in, I think, 2001, 2002, and then spent a decade running programs, and he is now the grant strategist planning officer for the Department of Emergency Medicine at Stanford University. And he wouldn't be there if it wasn't for AmeriCorps. Well, you just told the story of AmeriCorps. I think 30 years ago, when people were thinking about what this can be, they were thinking about real-time issues right now. But today, we have 1.3 million AmeriCorps alum, and we know the vast majority of them end up saying in social-serving types of careers. You know, people start tutoring and mentoring, and then they become teachers and principals and superintendents. People who start working in climate change uh, end up writing climate policy. Uh, you know, we've got members of Congress, uh, people in the White House, uh, people in corporate social responsibility jobs that had this spark and then have developed this lifelong commitment to service. And I think we're seeing hospitals disappear in rural areas. I keep one foot in the city and one foot on the farm. So I'm in rural Illinois a lot and medical services are scarce. And I'm intrigued by the public health AmeriCorps. And I think that you want to recruit some people to help, right? We are. So Public Health AmeriCorps launched about a year ago. It's a, a partnership with the Centers for Disease Control, a $400 million partnership. Uh, and we're trying to do two things. One, we saw the issues, the public health issues that were exposed and exacerbated by the pandemic. And so we need more AmeriCorps members that are serving in public health fields right now. 
Um, but the other thing that we saw is we're missing 80,000 public health workers. That's what CDC says we need and we are missing. So when you serve in public health AmeriCorps, you're going to get great training with the CDC. You're going to get credentialing and certification. So after your year of service, we will deliberately help you to stay in a public health career. And this is volunteer, correct? So AmeriCorps is made up of both what we call our AmeriCorps members and volunteers. Um, Public Health AmeriCorps members will actually get a living allowance while they serve. Many of them are serving 40 hours a week or more, so they need to have a roof over their head and food in their belly. So we're going to give them a life-sustaining wage uh, so they can do that while they serve. You're you're not going to get rich while you're serving. You are making a sacrifice. Um, uh, but we're going to provide you enough so that you can t- take care of your, your basic needs. Uh, you're also going to get money for your education. Uh, you'll get equivalent of a Pell Grant, uh, about the same amount of a Pell Grant for every year that you serve. You get student loan forbearance, and you get some of the best training in the country. With the rise of cost when it comes to getting a college, university education, I think this is what helped propel my nephew to become a lifelong learner. I think he just finished his second master's, and a lot of that yes. is because of the funding provided by AmeriCorps. You know, that that was a part of the promise uh, at the beginning. You know, there were so many people when AmeriCorps was created that wanted to show this bridge between military service and this kind of service. You know, not everyone will have the opportunity to serve in the military and may not be able to, uh, but you can serve your country in other ways. Uh, and there is this promise, and when you serve, we're going to provide you some resources that's going to give you a leg up so you can continue taking care of your family and uh, you continue serving your country. Okay, so who who joins AmeriCorps? Is there a certain age group, a certain demographic? Do you need to be urban or rural, and how can people do it? So, you know, there, there are no age limits. You, you have to be 18. There are some programs that start at 17, um, but there's no cap. You know, you can be 18, 80 and above. I was just with an AmeriCorps seniors member a couple of weeks ago who was 92 years old. And from all backgrounds, uh, we provide formula funding to the state. So every state is getting money from us to decide uh, where the issues are that they're going to address across the state. So uh, in Illinois, we provided about $45 million in funding last year, which supported uh, 1,300 sites and 11,000 members. Uh, and so there are AmeriCorps members in rural communities and tribal communities and urban centers, uh, you know, where, wherever there is the greatest need, that's where we see AmeriCorps members. Also really proud um, that AmeriCorps does look like America. Uh, we're more diverse than the nation ethnically, And 40% of our AmeriCorps members actually come from low-income backgrounds. You know, it's interesting. There was a piece on CBS Sunday Morning about a program where they are doing an exchange student program, taking kids from California, sending them to Kansas, sending kids from Kansas to California, because we see such a divide among people these days in our country. And I think whenever you are involved in something like AmeriCorps, you get a chance to see how other people live and you have a greater understanding, therefore more empathy, and it's a way to bridge the gap between those people who think they're divided but find that they have so much in common. It's so true. Beyond AmeriCorps, we're more AmeriCorps members are supporting Bob's We're responsible for the president's call to service, and so we actively have this United We Serve campaign because we really do see that when people come together to serve, there's something about, you know, working in communities on vaccinations, uh, diverting young people from thinking about suicide, mucking and gutting a house after a hurricane. When you're doing that work together, it throws a lot of this nonsense that that we hear about every day, and it allows you uh, to see each other's humanity. Uh, We actually just had 
uh, public health and AmeriCorps members from across the country together at a public health conference. And I remember talking to some young people from the Bronx, New York, uh, who were with some uh, public health AmeriCorps members from Oklahoma. And the Bronx kids were saying, oh, we thought we had it bad. They have no transportation <laughs> issues. Uh, there's no grocery store uh, for an hour. They have to, you know, and they were beginning to see each other and building uh, together. Yeah, that's that's really key in bringing everyone in this country together. So I love that anyone of any age, any background can participate. Uh, is it a 40-hour-a-week commitment, or do you have 20-hour-a-week programs? How does that work? We have both full-time and part-time commitments. Uh, so, you know, different nonprofits apply for the funding and different nonprofits have different needs. Also, we know you might be a young mom and the idea of doing full-time doesn't work for you. And so we're happy to have you uh, in a part-time service. And then we have some people who would love to work 80 hours a week. And we, yeah. and we, will, we will find a way to help you meet that goal as well. Well, I think we saw the great resignation over the past couple of years, and many people in their 50s and 60s and 70s still want to contribute and do something. So how can people sign up or find out more? So folks should go to AmeriCorps.gov. We have a Fit Finder tool that will help you to find a, a location uh, with that, where you want to serve and also help you to find an, an area. Because it's gonna, you can do youth mental health, you can do chronic illness works, you can do opioids, food and nutrition, elder care, so we can find an issue for you. And I love that you brought up the great resignation because, you know, a lot of people think about AmeriCorps as 18 to 26 year olds. But I met a lot of people after the pandemic. You know, I, I remember meeting a legal secretary who said, I couldn't stay at that firm for two more years. I, I think she was 60 years old and she wasn't ready to retire. So she's now doing tutoring and mentoring in a school. And so we have a way at any age or any stage to, to take that desire to want to give back and put it to, to use. That's going to change and transform lives. Well, thank you for what you've done, and I appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time today, and I bet you're going to hear from some of our listeners. I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to meet your nephew so we can help to share his story, because that's what it's all about. The news is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.